Hello and welcome everybody to the Confident Moms podcast. We're talking about all things confidence and all things motherhood. And I'm your host, Laura Dry. Today is episode number eight, Comfort Doesn't Change You. Now, my interesting story about this episode is I believe that somebody out there needs to hear the message I have today because yesterday I recorded this episode and I got all the way to the end and I did the uploading thing and then realized that the entire time I had not turned on my microphone. So I had zero podcast for you and I had ran out of time. So here I am back today re-recording. And so I'm choosing to believe that because this is such an important message, there were forces trying to stop it from being out in the world, but here I am recreating it for you today. Um, when I'm recording this, it's almost Thanksgiving. I'm in Canada, so we celebrate Thanksgiving a little bit earlier than those of you that are listening from the U.S. And... Um, that's kind of exciting. I get excited for Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving to all of my Canadian listeners. Um, I'm glad that you're here. And this actually, this episode will probably air on Thanksgiving Monday in Canada. So if you're listening, happy Thanksgiving. Um, so we're talking about, hum or we're talking about changing changes today. We're talking about making changes, and we're also talking about how sometimes change can be uncomfortable. And I think this is a really important topic topic because I think there's a lot of us who maybe haven't been making changes or aren't making changes in their lives because it maybe feels terrible <laughs> when you do. I can attest to um to this a little bit uh I think over 6 years ago before I made some of the biggest changes in my life I really did feel quite stagnant with how things were going I felt a little bit lost in my motherhood I felt like I wasn't making any progress or doing anything of importance even though I was every day doing so many important things I just didn't realize it and I wasn't willing to kind of step out of the comfort of my misery because sometimes the more unhappy we are, the more um, comfortable we get in being unhappy. And so it's kind of uncomfortable when we are happy. It's kind of like, what? I'm not used to this. Okay. So that can be a, a difficult part of change. But I want to point out to everybody listening that change is actually all around us. And change is a very natural part of how things work on this earth. And I love to take and look around and see the examples around me of what is available to me as a human who is a part of this earth. And if we look around, like we've got four seasons, always changing. We go from fall to winter to spring to summer. There is visual change there that happens and it is consistent. I love to think of, of the butterfly, and I know this might sound a little bit cheesy, but there's a lot of change that has to happen before that butterfly is flying around. We've got the caterpillar 
that then transforms and is in that cocoon and then breaks free from that cocoon and turns into a butter a butterfly. And so that is noticeable visual change that is meant for all living things on this earth, I believe. And I am meant for that. I am meant to evolve and grow and change. And it's actually not meant to be easy or comfortable all of the time. Um, I've, as I was thinking about what I wanted to share today, I was actually thinking about some areas in my life over the past six years that I have made some significant changes in. And it was kind of interesting for me to look back and to really notice, like, what are the top things that I wanted to share with you? What are the top areas of my life that I have seen the most change in? And how was that uncomfortable for me? And where am I now on the other side of that uncomfort? And so I'm going to share with you to begin three of those things that I decided on were kind of the most impactful for me or where I've seen the most change. And then I'm going to talk to you about some beliefs that we may have about change that make change actually really hard for us because I want us to be aware of I want us to be aware of what is stopping us from the change that we were made for and meant for. Okay, so let's dive into those those three ways um, that I've seen the most change in my life over the past six years. And I would say the first being um, the amount of reaction that I have in my life. I used to be a very reactive person. And I've been able to slow down my reaction time. I've been able to slow down reacting to things and really pay more attention to what I am thinking and what I am feeling that's creating this action of reaction and also not making the way other people show up in my life mean anything negative about me because that's the reaction, right? It's like, ooh, what you just said, I'm making it mean this and now I'm going to react so that I can like stick up for myself or I can be right. And so I, in my marriage relationship, this has been the, the biggest win of not reacting. And those listeners, <laughs> you might be able to relate to this, but um, I think my husband and I had been in a habit of both reacting in a negative way to certain things. And so as you can imagine, it created a lot of contention. It created a lot of negative energy and we would have disputes and arguments that would last a really long time and maybe not be resolved as quickly as we would have liked and maybe had a little bit more negativity in our marriage than we wanted to. And so this is really meant for just me showing up less reactive, I'm not talking about my husband here, this is just me, has really meant such a greater ability for the both of us to resolve conflict uh, e more easily and quicker with less resentment, more understanding and listening. Um, and the really great thing about that is, is that it's also been mirrored a little bit. Like as I've made changes to how I react, then my husband kind of follows suit and he's made changes to how he reacts because we're not playing that game anymore. And so that has been a really big game changer for us. And these changes have occurred because I was willing 
to show up differently than I always had. And that took realizing that, hey, I am super reactive and this is what it's creating for me. And I don't like that. I don't want to show up like this in my marriage. I don't want to be reactive. I don't want to try to be proving that I'm right all the time. Because what if we can both be right, actually? And what if conflicts can be resolved quickly and easily? And so that has been such a win. But I will say it has been really uncomfortable when you're used to wanting to be right and being right. Come on, I'm right all the time. When you're used to that, it does take a lot of effort and uncomfort to let that go. When you're in the middle of a conflict, to just be silent and let each other have turns to speak without trying to like come up with the next thing you're going to say as the rebuttal. It's like, (laughs) that takes a lot of self-control telling you it is hard, but the confidence that I have in my relationship has been worth all of the discomfort of being a little bit more humble (laughs) and, and noticing that and like just zipping my lip and leaving space and time to really process before I react. The second area in my life that I have seen some really big noticeable changes has been um, that I take much better care of myself than I used to. So I go to bed a lot earlier than I used to five or six years ago. Um, I eat a lot less sugar than I used to. I exercise so much more and more regularly than I used to. And something really, really big that I never used to do is I create quiet time for myself to think and meditate and study good books that feed my soul every um, every week and um, almost every day. And so the trick there is I create that time. And that has been a game changer for me in my life. So you know, five or six years ago, this was not me. I was not somebody that went to bed um, and got eight hours of sleep every night. And guys, I am somebody, I realized that um, I am somebody that needs eight hours of sleep. I can go um, a couple nights on six or seven hours of sleep and it, it doesn't affect me too bad, but if it's every single night, I am grumpy and irritable and I'm not at my highest level. My brain is not as clear. Um, that eight hours of sleep is what I need to fuel me to have and show up as my best self. And, um, same with the sugar. Like I will tell you five years ago, what was me was I would be in front of the TV. I spent a lot of time watching TV. That's all I did every single night. And there wasn't a night where the TV was on that it also didn't come with a sugary dessert of some sort. And that was just my habit. That was just what I thought was my normal. And what ended up happening was you get, I mean, I'm sure you guys know, you get to watching something really good and then you're saying, okay, just one more just one more. And before you know it, it's 1230 in the morning. And then I'd be like, oh, I'm so tired. And I'd be counting down the hours till I had to wake up the next morning and kind of being disappointed with myself. Like, 
I am so not doing this tomorrow. I am going to bed at seven o'clock tomorrow night. And it would just go like that every single night. And I'd keep telling myself, nope, I'm not going to do this anymore. Like, I don't like this. I don't like how I feel when I wake up in the morning. I don't like how I feel when I eat all of this every single night. And again, like I wasn't in line with who I actually wanted to be. And the more I started being in line with that person and saying no to the sugary treats and going to bed on time and filling my time with things that I actually cared more about and fed my soul, uh, my life got so much better. My confidence grew, my trust in myself grew. And um, I will say that did not come without discomfort. Okay. Are you seeing a theme here? Change requires discomfort. And here's what was most uncomfortable about those changes that I've made over the past five years is that when I stopped watching TV every single night, I kind of felt like I was missing out on something. And I kind of lost, like I'm at the point now where I actually don't even watch TV. I'll maybe watch the odd movie that I'll fall asleep in. I don't really have anything that I'm binge watching on Netflix unless there's a new season of something that comes out that takes two years to come out that I'm like, ooh, I should watch that. But for the most part, I don't have the conversation piece anymore. Like the small talk of like, what are you watching on Netflix? And this is what I'm watching. And that's a little bit painful for me that I don't have that small talk to talk about anymore because I'm not on Netflix. I'm not watching TV. So I don't know what everybody's watching. So that's a little bit painful. And then just the habit of uh, breaking that habit is kind of painful. It's like, there's like a part of me gone that was a part of me for so long that it just feels strange and it's a bit uncomfortable. But the more I have to say now, it's not uncomfortable at all. Now I'm just like, oh, I'm so glad that I can go to bed now. Or I'm just so glad that I have time to read or meditate or do these things um, because it's what I want to do now. And that's what you will actually find through that discomfort, that the changes that you make, you'll be so grateful that you made them because you want them and you love them. And your confidence just grows through that. And it's such an amazing feeling. Okay. The third, um, fulfilling actually is kind of the word I was thinking of. The third area that I've seen some really amazing changes in my life are that, and this was kind of hard. I was going kind of between two, but I decided on, and funnily enough, I decided on that I make decisions quicker and more easily than I did six years ago. Okay. It's funny that I'm saying that I was deciding between two, but I decided on this one. Um, isn't that ironic, but I do make decisions so much more quicker or so much quicker than I used to. And this is why, because I'm not looking for everybody else to tell me what to do. So I used to be somebody five years ago who would just look for outside validation in so many areas of my life, like decision-making to get my answers. So it'd be like asking friends, calling family, humming and hawing with my husband over what should I do and what should we do here with the kids and what should I do here and where should we go on holiday and all the things. And it's like, what did you guys do? And what should we do? And it's second. And then I would second guess it. And then there would be pros and cons and I'd quiz my kids and I just would procrastinate making decisions 
And then maybe I would make a decision and then someone would have an opinion about it. And then I'd change my decision based on their opinion. And until I started to realize that, hey, I only need to look within me for validation here. I only need to decide what I want and what's best for me and my family in order for it to be the right decision. And I don't actually need anybody else's permission. I don't really actually need someone else to agree with me because other people's opinions have everything to do with them and their experiences and thoughts. And my decisions need to come from my thoughts and my heart and my feelings. And so the more I started to practice that, the easier decision-making got because I knew like if I felt a certain way in my heart, yep, that's the decision I need to make. And I would go and I would make that decision. And along with that, it's also been having my own back. It's like, yeah, I made that decision and maybe it didn't turn out how I wanted, but that for some reason I was meant to make that decision. And I've also been able to take action sooner because I've made the decision and it's come from me and my heart and I know that it's right for me. And so taking action on that thing has been easier instead of procrastinating or humming and hawing about that. And this has been such a blessing in so many ways for me in my life, for my family. I think I've, it's, it's a great example that I'm setting for my kids as well, is that no, we don't need outside validation for these things. We can find answers to all of our questions within ourselves. And it's been such a game changer. But again, this has been uncomfortable when you're so used to quizzing everybody else about what you should do. When you're so used to wanting everybody else to agree with you and wanting everybody else's validation, it's a little bit like, maybe like a drug a little bit. Like, yes, there's this dopamine hit of, yes, validation. Like choice that I've made is right because everybody else agrees. What if that's not actually true? What if for a choice to be right, just you need to agree because you're the one that's living that choice. And there's so much power in that. And there's so much confidence in freedom in that. And that's what I have experienced, but it has been uncomfortable. It has taken noticing, Hey, I'm looking outside myself right now. What do I think? What do I say? There's so much power there. Now I tell you these big changes in my life to kind of share with you that change is available. Like all of these things that I have changed in my life, that was not a part of my life five years ago. Those were things that maybe I wanted to be a part of my life. Maybe I didn't even realize I needed to be a part of my life, but my life was different. And now it's different in so many better ways in so many more positive ways. And I believe that we are all able to make changes. Change is available to all of us, but also change requires discomfort for all of us. And what I do want to say, which is something that I hate when people say is I'm not special. I'm not like, there's something better than me than anybody else. Like if I can make changes like these, you can make changes. If the seasons can change you can change. If that butterfly can change or that caterpillar caterpillar can change into the butterfly, you can change. That is available to you. And I'm special 
don't get me wrong. I am special, but we're all special and you can make changes. And I think when it comes to making changes, there are lies or beliefs that we tell ourselves that keep us from taking the action toward change. And I've, I want to share five with you today. And I want, as I share them, I want you to think about maybe which one resonates with you most. Which one do you notice you tell yourself the most or you believe as a fact about you? And maybe consider that it could not be, it might not be true. Maybe consider that it is holding you back from making the changes that you're meant to make in your life. Um, what if that could be true? Um, and, but, cause if we don't know those things, then we don't have power over them. And so the first one is, and this was the one I think that was most prevalent for me. It was this belief that I don't have time. I don't have time for anything in my life to change right now. I'm so busy. I don't, I don't have time to read. I don't have time for myself to have quiet time. I don't have time to like figure out healthier meals. I don't have time to exercise. I don't have time. Like I got to clean the kitchen. I can't get to bed at eight o'clock when I need to get to bed at. I don't go to bed at eight o'clock, by the way, usually around nine or 10. But um, do you hear this? Is this a lie that you tell yourself? Are you telling yourself that you don't have time? Because the truth for me was I actually did have time. I just wasn't making the time. I was using that time doing things that I'd just always done. And I never considered that maybe I could, you know, shuffle things around and start living more into alignment with who I wanted to be by letting some things go and adding some things that were better. Okay. The second lie I think that we tell ourselves is that change is hard. Do we hear people saying that all the time? Is that kind of just kind of in our background of, yeah, change is hard. I think that this can be a helpful lie, but it can also be really, really unhelpful if we're telling ourselves, well, it's really hard and I don't like hard things because that's going to be uncomfortable. And it's just not very um, supportive of us when we want to make changes. Hey, the third one is I don't like change. And I think that this is my husband's favorite. He uses this all the time when I ask him, like I say, I want to like switch things up a little bit. I want to like move the furniture around or I want to like, it's just like, I don't like change. I remember moving a cupboard in my kitchen recently and the whole family was so mad at me because they were so used to going to get the spoons out of one drawer and I'd move them to another. And it's like, we don't like this change mom because in the moment it's uncomfortable, right? And so we can use this lie. We can tell ourselves, yeah, I could do this differently, but I really don't like change. And it stops us from changing and seeing the great blessings that might be added to our life, the goodness and confidence that we can create for ourselves when we make positive changes to the way that we do things and who we are. Um, the fourth one is, I don't even know where to start. I have been caught up in this one before, and this is confusion right here at its best. Um, when we tell ourselves that we don't know where to start, we're just stuck in confusion and confusion always drives in action a hundred percent of the time. If you want to not do something, then you just tell yourself you don't know what to do. You just tell yourself you don't know where to start and you just stay in confusion and you just spin there. And that is what that thought will create for you every time, a hundred percent of the time. 
So what if we just drop that one? What if we just lose that thought and, and notice that we're thinking it and ask ourselves, but if I did know where to start, what's one thing I can start with? Isn't that so much more empowering? The fifth one is I'm a great starter, but not a great finisher. How many of us have told ourselves this lie? I'm really good at getting going. It's all exciting in the beginning to make changes and to do things differently. And then halfway through, I fall off the wagon and I don't finish. And here's what I want to tell you about this lie is it's not even true for any of us because change is not linear. And anything positive that we do in our life, whether we finish it all the way to the end or just get to the middle or just start, we're still creating a new neural pathway. We're still learning and growing and becoming better from that thing. Change is not linear. And what if there is no finish line to change? What if no matter where we're at, there's always more change coming? Just like those seasons don't just end at summer, another season always begins, even if it's that same fall season coming back around. Like there's just this cycle of change that's always happening and there is no finish line to that. And so how could it be true that you're always just starting and you're, you don't need to ever finish because when you believe that, I think it just stops you from starting because you get disappointed that you don't finish. But what if there is no finishing? And what if you could just get started? And how could that be so positive for you to get momentum of change going in your life? I want to leave you with, so hopefully you were listening. Hopefully you were paying attention to maybe the ones that spoke to you. One of my favorite quotes is from Jim Rohn. And he says, for things to change, you've got to change. And what I want to add to that is, but comfort doesn't change you. And I actually have a shirt with that on it and I'm, I am wearing it today. So picture me sitting here in my shirt that said comfort, that says comfort doesn't change you and remind yourself that comfort isn't going to change you. And for things to change, you've got to change. And what if the uncomfort of change is actually just as uncomfortable as the uncomfort of staying the same and never progressing and never learning and evolving and gaining self-trust and the confidence that we all deserve. Can you let go of some of the lies that you're telling yourself about change and lean into that uncomfort, knowing that on the other side of it, there is so much more peace, so much self-trust, and so much confidence. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm going to see you right back here next week. Happy Thanksgiving, friends. Talk to you soon.